a podcast from the Arkansas Baptist State Convention. You're listening to Inspire On The Go. It's your weekly dose of fun, encouragement, real-life conversations, and all things women's ministry, regularly featuring segments from Andrea's radio show, Truth On The Go. If you find yourself on the go, then this is the podcast for you. Now, welcome your host, Andrea Lennon, as we talk about all the great truths that we can take with us as we go through our day. Hey, sweet friends, it's Andrea. I hope that your day is off to a great start. I am so thankful for this day. I'm so thankful for the fact that God promises us through His Word that His mercies are new every single morning. Great is His faithfulness. And when I think about my life and about the journey uh, here on this earth, I think about the faithfulness of God. I think about the love of God. I think about the plan of God. I think about the purpose of God. And I just can't help but stand in awe of who he is and how he faithfully works in our midst, not only for our good, but also for his glory. And today on the podcast, you're going to hear a radio program from Truth on the Go, where I really talk about some struggles in my life. You know, I think all of us have different struggles and different seasons of life produce different types of struggles. This particular radio show, which is now a podcast, was recorded at the beginning of the year as I was looking at 2019 and all the things that God had in store for me, as well as for the women of Arkansas. And so I had some introspective time, some time where I could think about, you know, just the process of God growing us and sanctifying us and really delivering us from ourselves and from our sin. And so I talk about this cycle of pride that oftentimes is rooted in my own life. And so I don't know about you, but if you struggle with pride and with feelings of, you know, sometimes you feel like I'm completely enough and I have my act together all the way to... I'm not enough and I'll never be enough. If you, you know, find yourself anywhere on that spectrum, then I think this podcast will help you to come back to center, which is to know that God is good and that he is gracious and that apart from him, we can do absolutely nothing. And every day we have the opportunity to crucify ourselves, to die to ourselves, to take up our cross and to follow hard after him. And so I pray and I hope and I trust that this podcast will bless you, that it will encourage you, um, that it will equip you with the the just the, the the thought process and the skills and the word that you need to walk through your day following hard after your Lord. So enjoy this podcast from Truth on the Go. Hey, sweet friends, it's Andrea. I hope that your day is off to a great start. I hope that your year is off to a great start. We are well into the new year, and I don't know about you, Bethany, but things are going pretty well. I know they're going well so far. It's always nice. I love the start of a new year because you just get that like sense of refresh, restart, clean slate, all of that. I love it. I cleaned my closets over the break. I am so proud of you. Yes. Good Five for you. bags to the Goodwill. Oh my goodness. Yes. It was so refreshing. Okay, well, you're inspiring me. I need to go home and do that. I'm <laughs> telling you, I left my house this morning. I looked at the closet and I was like, yes, it's good. All is well. All is well. You know, the rest of the house is maybe a little bit of a struggle, but yeah. the closet but is the clean. the closet is clean. Little victories. Little victories. And the boys, they clean their closets too. And Very so nice. that's what I said. If we're going to put new stuff in, we got to, you know, take some old stuff out. You so. are a good mom. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, th- I thank you so much for that. You know, I have a 15-year-old and an 18-year-old and Bethany, so many confessions happening at the beginning <laughs> of this year. You know, I baby my boys. You do? I do. You don't seem like the baby oh. in type. 
tape. Girl. Um, is it bad? It's bad. <laughs> it's bad. It is bad. You know, you ask my sister, and she's the ultimate ultimate non-babier I know that's not a word but anyway she and I are so vastly different that it's comical and so I kept her kids over the break while she was on a trip and they they just know what to do like they were cooking and cleaning and doing dishes and I'm going okay I'm going home and my boys I mean I'm whipping them into shape and so I said y'all I'm I'm gonna give you your laundry and they both laughed because they they've heard that before and then Mm. I slowly take it back you know but I'm like nope and so they would bring their clothes out and I would take them right back to their room I'm like I'm serious I'm proud of you and I'm sure their future wives will appreciate this if they know how to do their laundry if they start the marriage that way it's off to a good start I am that's what I'm telling them I am telling them it is time it is time (laughs) and so uh, that it's gonna be fun and I'm gonna push through for the sake of the boys and for their future wives and for my sanity because now all of the guys wear the same size and so trying to figure out the socks and the you know can we say underwear I think we can the underwear and the unmentionables the unmentionables and then the the pants it's just too much for a girl like me it's just too much I'm a simple woman Just hire somebody. That's right. That's right. Okay, so there's something coming up that I've not told you about. Oh, goodness. Okay. Yes. And so it it actually happened over the break. I received an invitation to go back to my high school and to deliver a, like a, a little bit of a, a motivational speech. Oh, my goodness. I know. I, I know. It. To the to to the students to there. The graduating to class? The, well, it's, it's to the entire school. Oh, my goodness. And it's at their Colors Day Assembly. And so here's the part that's going to be very hard for me to say and potentially hard for everyone to hear. The reason I was invited is because for my graduating class, it's our 25th year anniversary, <laughs> y'all. Like, come it's on. It's not that bad. Oh, it's, it's okay. It, it's, it's, I'm like, oh my word, like it is hard to say. <laughs> and so it's our 25th year anniversary. So whenever they had homecoming, they asked one of my classmates, um, really great guy, to, to do the, uh, you know, kind of motivational speech yeah, in a yeah. sense. And so he did that and it went really well. And so I guess they decided they wanted a girl. And so they reached out to me. I love it. And they asked me to come. And so I said, yeah, I guess. Yes. <laughs> and and now I'm like so terrified. So what are you going to talk about? I don't know. Like what should, what, what did, I mean, like really. What motivates the kids nowadays? I don't know. I don't know. So I asked my son because he is a senior. Yeah. I said, go with me. I'm like, we can do it together. Like, would that not be so much fun? And we can just inspire them. And he was like, um, absolutely not. (laughs) He goes, I will not go with you. Well, 18, that's a tough age to convince. (laughs) Hey, come out and hang out with your mom for the day. That's right. Come and do like a a little speech, (laughs) a little talk to like 500 people you don't know. Yeah. You know, and I'm like so excited about it, but it does bring up some insecurities. Yeah. Like, will they like me? What should I say? How will that go? Like, of course, I've thought of 10,000 things that I can share in my eight minutes, you know, and so I'm processing through. And as I was, you know, thinking about that, as well as just all the opportunities coming my way and True Vine Ministries way in this upcoming year, I do think some of those insecurities kind of come to the surface Mm -hmm. sometimes, because like we talked about last week, we have a choice every single day to go to our place of 
control and fear and emotions or to forsake that and go to God's place, you know, of faith and obedience and surrender and trust. And if you remember in last week's show, what we talked about was making a list of all the areas where we tend to struggle, like the real deal areas, you know, not the pretty Sunday school list, but the really deep struggles that are going on in our life and make a list and imagine what our life would be like without the chains that currently bind and then underline our choice, highlight God's choice, and then walk in obedience and faith according to God's choices and be empowered through his word and through the work of his spirit and the people that God brings along in your journey to encourage you and cheer for you. And he is faithful to do Mm -hmm. that. We can live in victory, but we have to peel the onion. I know I use that analogy a lot, but listen, that's a good analogy for me, at least because like I have to realize that I have layers of struggles Like there are the ones that you see that are noticeable, you know, that anybody could identify and we can see that in one another and we're gracious in that. But then we have to realize that there are struggles that are actually driving those struggles. Mm -hmm. And so we got to peel back the layer. We got to ask God to show us what's going on deep in our heart so that we can crucify that so that we can experience the transformation and change so that we can walk in obedience and faith and and not only that, but freedom. Mm -hmm. And one thing we talked about last week was what if we lived our life with nothing to prove? Like, I want to just talk about that. And that is a powerful statement. Hello. It is. It is like, it's where I want to be, you know, this year and moving forward, because I don't know that I've fully embraced that. And and that's just, I think, part of the journey of your faith walk, but also just your sanctification process, because I think we tend to think we have to prove mm-hmm. who we are, our experiences, our resources, our influence. And something you talked about last week that was so powerful to think about was how much people need us. Mm-hmm. Like we can even try to prove that because yeah. in that process, we feel validated. And women, we are big old offenders yes. in this area, right? <laughs> Like, think about my laundry situation yeah. at, the, at the beginning of the show. Like, I want to prove that I can provide for my kids and that I want to provide an environment where they feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And so, like, to hit the stop button on all of that and to go, okay, Lord, what's going on in this heart of mine? And so that's what I did at the beginning of this year. I had a few days of rest and relax and refresh and I contacted all of the different people where I'm going to be speaking in, in this year and, and thinking about all of the opportunities. And, and I said, Lord, just please, like, show me why I struggle. Like, mm-hmm. really, like, just show me why I struggle. And you know what? I peeled the onion. Well, let me tell you what's in the middle of it. I'm just going to go straight to the heart of it. It's pride. Mm-hmm. Because whenever we try to prove ourselves and we try to prove our worth and we try to prove what we can do and we try to prove how other people will need us, then the focus is on us. And in the process of pride, we get into this cycle. At least I get into this cycle. And here is the cycle that I fall into. And it's so debilitating. I will have times where I feel like I am enough. I am doing Mm -hmm. enough and I am successful in that moment and I am making progress. And so that's the fun part of the cycle where you feel Mm self-assured and self-reliant and just like I'm in a good place. I'm okay. But there's a flip side to that cycle. And that is when we don't feel like we've done enough and when we know that we are not enough. And in that 
side of the cycle, we can go to that place where we're equally believing the lie of the enemy that we can't possibly be used by God. Mm -hmm. And so I see this cycle in my life. I I see it in all of our lives, quite honestly, because we see it in the scriptures, you know, the nation of Israel, (laughs) they had their own cycle of enough and not enough, you know? And so we see this cycle that just plagues us as fallen creatures, you know? And so we have to figure out what to do with it. Well, and I think that's why it's a good reminder to go back to scripture, to the verses where, you know, God says, I will fight for you. You know, we don't have to prove ourselves because the Lord is already on our side. And I think it's important to remember that, you know, there's nothing wrong with receiving compliments or accolades or anything like that, but other people can do that. (laughs) Other people can praise you. Other people can affirm you. We don't have to take that upon ourselves to prove that we're something incredible and we're the best. And I want to tag on that and say, not only do we not need to take that on, we need to make sure that when we hear those words of affirmation, we receive those Mm -hmm. in in a way that is fitting and honoring to the Lord, knowing that the Lord is using those people to cheer us on, but not to validate who we are. Our validation is who we are in Christ. Mm -hmm. That's what makes us enough. He makes us enough because it is through Jesus's sacrifice death, burial, and resurrection, that we are a member of the family of God. We move from spiritual death to spiritual life. We are safe and secure in him. So he proved his love for us whenever he sent his son Jesus to die in our place. And that's where we rest. That's where that validation comes from. And so as I was thinking about this pride and this cycle of I am enough, which is so hard to admit, Mm -hmm. Bethany, because that's an ugly thing. And honestly, like I don't even ever verbalize that, but we can feel it in our hearts. Oh, definitely. We can feel it there, right? Like we would never say it, but we can feel it. Like when we're like, okay, I'm on top of this situation. Mm -hmm. Pride. Okay. And then we can also feel it. And we do say it. I think at least I do on the other side, like I'll never be Mm -hmm. enough. I'll never be good enough. I'll never do this. I'll never do that. And I'm just so many examples are coming into my mind, even right now of the not enough side of the cycle. We do give voice to that. And even in that process, undermine how God is going to use our not enough to absolutely exalt that he shows up and does over and above. So we're going to come back on the other side of the break and we're going to continue to dig into this cycle and we're going to see God's word speak truth into it. In just a moment, Andrea will return with a final thought. If you would like to hear more of her teachings, visit andrealennonministry.org. It is the ultimate website for the girl on the go with Bible studies, video sessions, podcasts, books, and down to earth blogs straight from Andrea's heart. Be sure and subscribe so that you can stay connected. Again, that's andrealennon.org. Now, let's hear a final truth from Andrea. So we're back and we're talking about the real deal issues of our hearts, Mm, Bethany. Fun, fun. Fun, fun stories. (laughs) Don't you just love it when I come to the studio? It's going to always be real. Yes, yes. (laughs) Well, that's what I love, though, is that even like since you started doing this program, you've just opened up so much. And I really appreciate your transparency and how you are willing to peel the onion of your life and show your layers. (laughs) Well, it's a, if there's a freedom, you know, and I listened to a podcast called marked podcast and it's a podcast out of Lifeway 
Christian resources. And at the end of every podcast, they ask this question, like, what are you marked by? Hmm. And so it makes you think. It makes you think about what are you marked by? And the variety of answers always inspire me. They always challenge me. They always, you know, encourage me. But I thought about my answer to that question because we're all marked by something. And for sure, I know that I'm marked by weakness. Hmm. I just know that. You know, you look at my story, you think about the journey, and every single step of the way, there was a struggle. You know, it was just real. And it was through that struggle that God revealed himself to me and invited me to trust his strength. And so as I I look back at the journey, I'm like, yes, I'm marked by weakness, but I'm so thankful for that because it is often on that landscape of weakness that God shows up and he does a redeeming work. And it's to break the cycle of pride and self-sufficiency and self-reliance where we feel like we have to do things on our own. And so that's been such a struggle for me because I love the control. You know, you know that. I do. But that's all of us, though. I mean, all of us like to be kind of the captain of every situation. Let's just be real here. Yes. And, you know, when I think about being marked by weakness and what a benefit that is, because truly it's all of our stories, it positions us for the gospel because it is the fact that we were marked by sin, that we were separated from God and in desperate need of grace. And Jesus came Mm -hmm. and he redeemed our broken lives. Well, and the scripture says his power is made perfect in our weakness. So that's exactly where God can show up most powerfully is when we are completely broken and completely like, okay, God, I'm done at the end of your rope. And there's a principle in that that I am learning in my life. And it's really the heart of what we're talking about today is that God often gives us a ministry out of the mess, Hmm. a ministry out of the brokenness, because, you know, the areas where we feel like we have it all together, where we are enough, like where's God's glory in Hmm. all of that? And so it's often in those areas of weakness and brokenness that he shows up and he transforms and he changes and he makes new and then he positions us to go out and to just tell our story. Because as we're telling our story, we're really telling his story. And I just received an inbox message from a lady who read God in the Window. Mm -hmm. And as you know, that's a story of my life and how my life was marked with challenges and weakness and just struggle. And she said, through reading that story, God confirmed a ministry call on her life, and it wasn't in her area of strength. It was in her area of weakness. And so I'm really passionate about this because I think freedom is in the heart of this conversation. And we've got to crucify self. We've got to crucify pride. And we've got to call it out for what it is, which is a distraction from our passionate pursuit of Jesus. And so I want to just move the conversation forward and tell you what I thought about after I thought about this pride cycle in my life, because something is fueling that, Mm -hmm. right? Like what is fueling that? I was in Genesis a lot as I was thinking through these different struggles in my life that pride in my life often results because I have this feeling that I have to be more than what God created me to be. And so I started thinking about that and not only Do I place expectations on myself? I allow the expectations of others as well as the schedule, as well as the daily grind. I just allow that to impact the way that I think. And I know that I was created to be in relationship with God. I know that I'm dependent upon God, but sometimes I can slip over into this like achiever role and self-sufficient role. And I've got to do more. Well, and I really appreciate what you're calling it, which is pride, because so often I think we think pride is 
just boasting about your own success all the time. You know, that's being prideful. But really, pride is one of the most sneaky things. It can get in and manifest in so many different ways where pride can actually look like humility. And so what you're saying, I think that's so good because it's not outright pride, but it's still pride. And it's rooted deep in our hearts. And so it's impacting us. And we've mm-hmm. talked about this so many different times that sin has tentacles. Right. It never stays contained. And that's a principle that we see throughout scriptures from the Old Testament to the New Testament. Sin impacts the camp. It impacts mm-hmm. everybody around you. And so pride does the same thing. It has those tentacles and it feeds into every part of our life. And so we have to just go in, in a sense, and think agriculturally, how can I root out that pride? Hmm. How can I get down to the deep issue of what's going on in my life and through God's word, pull that out and get those deep roots. And so it's it's about really being intentional, but also being very determined, like where we are not going to settle for that issue of sin in our life. We're not going to settle and be complacent. We're not going to normalize it. We're not going to accept it. We're going to ask God to show us the reality of that sin and how it is impacting our lives. And what I realized during my time of just evaluation and resetting and just being with the Lord is that this pride, it's impacting every area of my life because it causes me to shrink back in fear because I know I'm not enough. I do know that. I feel that every single day. And I know that I can never be more than what God created me to be. And so that leads me to have this fear that I know I'm not, you know, fill in the blanks, whatever it is. Well, and I think so often that's how Satan works is that he fools you into thinking you're on top of this. You have the situation covered. You're good. You don't need God. And then when you fall into that and you fail, because we all do, that's when he comes in and says, see, I knew you couldn't do it. You're you're a failure. You're less than you're not good enough. You know, you're imperfect in all of these different ways. And that's just a cycle that we can so easily get trapped in, I think, especially as women. Yes. And like we just we just go to that place and we just get despondent and then we give up and then we go back to that area of complacency. And so it's a cycle for us. And it was a cycle for me. And while I was in that cycle, we were making progress like and and I want to say that God is so gracious. He is so good. And it's not that today I've got this whole thing figured out. No, absolutely not. God is at work, even in this moment, bringing clarity, you know, refining my heart, refining my mind, helping me to see where I've been, where I need to go, all those good things. But as I was writing down this list of the insecurity onion is what I called it in my (laughs) journal, I realized that I was in this cycle of pride and I had those feelings because I was placing an expectation on myself that was more than what God created me to be. And then that made me realize that I had fear because I knew I could never be that. Mm -hmm. So I wrote in my journal, Lord, show me how to flesh this out. Mm -hmm. Like that is the action point. Like we've got it. Okay. So we've acknowledged we've got this problem. Okay. So Lord, what are we going to do with it? How do you work in the midst of this? And so I wrote down my onion factors, right? Because I'm I'm very driven here. (laughs) I'm very driven. Like whenever I see something, I'm like, I I want to know. I want to know what that is rooted in. And so here were my onion factors. Number one is the expectations that I place on myself, that others place on me and and what the world says I should be. So we have these list of expectations out there and that becomes our goal when we're driven by pride and insecurities. I'm okay if I'm doing these things and we tell ourselves what that list is. Others will tell us what that list looks like. The world will tell us what that list looks like. So we have to realize, okay, there's some unrealistic expectations 
expectations out there. And then like this is the next step beyond expectations. I have to realize that my desires, you know, Mm. play into that. What I want to be, whether that's godly or not, whether (laughs) that is sanctified or not. Right. So my desires play into that. Other people's desires play into that because they look at you and they look at your circumstances. And that can be even, you know, like really close people that we know and that we love. And then the world places desires. And then I thought about experiences, both experiences that I've had and experiences that I haven't had. Sometimes we can think I don't have enough education. Mm. I don't have enough of this background. I don't have enough of, you know, these opportunities, these experiences in order to step into this life that God's calling me to live. And so we limit ourselves. And quite honestly, we're limiting God in that process. I think we need to kind of redefine some terms, like redefine what success is redefine what happiness looks like, redefine what knowledge looks like. You know, knowledge doesn't necessarily mean a college degree or, you know, you have a fancy title behind your name. That's not always what that looks like. Sometimes knowledge looks like diving into God's word, filling it, filling your life with it, soaking it all in. That's what knowledge is and growing in that. Yeah. And that that's so true. And, you know, like that is what we should eat. It should mm-hmm. be like bread for us, right. you know. And then I thought about the other factor and this one's so big. Like I would say this is my highlight if I was going to highlight one <laughs> because I, I can tend to allow this to feed the insecurity onion. And that is my shortcomings, hmm. like those areas where I know I'm not enough. Right. And while that That should be a strength in my life because it's a reminder of my desperate dependence for Jesus. I can allow that to become the fear that keeps me shrinking back instead of stepping forward in faith. And so I just I'm like, okay, Lord, again, what are we going to do with this? And the Lord was just so gracious and is so gracious in helping me to see a principle that we talked about and introduced in last week's program. And that is this idea of going to the place of faith and speaking faith from that place of faith and moving forward in faith. Because what we do in that moment is we stop focusing on the insecurities. We stop focusing on the expectations of others. We stop focusing on the desires and the shortcomings and all the things that we're not. And we start focusing on who he is Mm -hmm. and how he faithfully works. And Bethany, what I just want to proclaim, because like this radio program is my place of faith. Okay, so like I've never told you this story, but several years ago, a friend of mine called me and she said, hey, I just heard someone on the radio. I think it was you. Did you do an interview? And I said, oh, no. I said, I will never be on the radio. (laughs) I will never be on the radio. Never say never. Never say never. (laughs) Never say never. And so if you've read God in the Window, which, you know, I fought this for years and I did it in a spiritual way where I would say, I'm praying about it. I'm praying about it. But it was a no. It was a no until God just finally said it is a yes. It is a yes. And so what I'm doing today is I'm going to the place of faith and I'm proclaiming faith from the place of faith so that God can move me forward in faith Mm -hmm. because we have a choice every single day. Are we going to live in the fear or are we going to live in the faith? So my challenge to everyone that's listening is this. Where are the insecurities in your life? What's driving the insecurities? 
How can you proclaim faith and truth in the midst of those insecurities so that they are crucified so that you can walk forward in this new year, not with yourself, but fully with him? I want to finish with this verse, and it's an unusual verse, but I love the truth in this verse because in the midst of our insecurities and struggles and weakness and all the things that we're marked by, we can feel tired and overwhelmed. Mm. We can feel like, okay, the journey is too hard. The mountain. (laughs) is too high. And so this is the verse that the Lord brought to my mind on New Year's Day as all of this was processing in my heart and my mind. And it's found in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28. It says, do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary and his understanding no one can fathom. Mm -hmm. So as we think about all the mess and all the struggles that were marked by, remember, We serve the perfect everlasting God who never grows tired. He never grows weary. And his understanding, we can't even begin to fathom. So trust him, run to him, press into him, and watch him totally transform your life. This episode of Inspire on the Go is over. But we hope you'll be back next Monday for the latest episode. In the meantime, you can visit absc.org forward slash inspire podcast to find more episodes and ways to connect with Andrea. Also, if you're in central Arkansas, you can find Andrea's radio show Truth on the Go at 93.3 The Fish and 99.5 Faith Talk Radio on Sunday mornings.